Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Isai. As we advance in Sefer Shemais, uh, this week is the first of the double-header parishes that we have, being that it's not a Shonim Uberes, so in order for us to be able to finish the parishes, so there are a number of Shabbosim, which we will be reading two parishes, and Ve'akot Akudah is one of them, finishing Sefer Shemais. Now Ve'akot Akudah, a big part of Ve'akot Akudah, is a Chazara of the Benias HaMishka, describing all the different <coughs> materials that we use, how they did it, and how, you know, what, what was there. And we go through the, uh, to an extensive Chazara. We once talked about the fact of why we have to have so many parishes talking about the Mishkan, uh, you know, Juma, Tetzava, Kisisa, and the Pekudei, why they were talking about the Mishkan. But we know that the mastermind behind the whole Malachas HaMishkan was a 13-year-old boy named Betzal. Betzal was the great-grandson of Miriam. He was the son of Uri ben Hur. Hur was the son of Miriam that was killed by Misa Egel. By, <coughs> by Misa Egel. And Betzal was the great-grandson of Miriam. And he was 13 years old. He was asked to be in charge of the Malachas HaMishkan. As the Pasuk said in Masi's Parashat, Parashat Kisisa, Ha'idaber Hashem al-Moshe Leymar, Hashem said to Moshe, saying, Ve'ei, if you should see, Karasi b'Shem b'Tzalel, and Uri b'Ur l'Mata Yehuda. That I called in the, him in the name of b'Tzalel and Uri b'Ur l'Mata Yehuda. There's a stressing in the Pasuk that Hashem was pointing out that I called his name B'Tzalel and Uri b'Ur. And if you look later on, in this week's parasha, in our parasha, in Perak Lamed Hey, Pasuk Lamed, Moshe Rabbeinu stresses that as well. You should take a look and see, that Hashem went out of his way to, to call out his name, What's the reason why the Pasuk stresses this idea of that he was Yikr B'Shem, B'Tzal Ben Ur Ben so the Ramban, Pashik Vesisa, um, you know, picks up on this. The Ramban says that the reason why Akash Baruch had to stress that Hashem called him by this name, Batam, the reason was, Ki Yisrael ben Mitzrayim, Pruchin ba'avoydas, Chaymer v'levein. Klai Yisrael, when they were Mitzrayim, they were worn out by the hard work of dealing with um, cement and bricks and building. They weren't learned in, in dealing with silver and gold and, and the dealing of cutting precious stones. They didn't see any of this at all. They weren't familiar with all this. It's a wonder. It was a pellet to them that we're going to be, we had to build this Mishkan with such fine intricacies of how it had to be built with such precision and with such beauty that we had to be able to know how to deal with gold and silver and with, <coughs> with precious stones and how to cut the wood and, and, and embroidery and, and weaving all different types of things to, for the Urias of the Mishkan and the Caleb of the Mishkan, the Bidei Kuna, and it needed to be somebody who was going to be in charge of this. It was such, so brilliant that with all of this, how would they, how would we find someone? 
Even somebody who learns by the wisest people, we won't necessarily find people which are so educated to be able to deal with this. Like the, you know, the Gemara in Erechim tells us that when they had to try to fix the Kalim and Mishkan that they found in the, in the, in the Midbar, they, they brought in the, the Chachamim, the Umnim Alexandria. They brought in all the famous craftsmen from Alexandria, from the Tzayim, and to try to help fix the kalim that, that got ruined through the traveling, through, through the traveling, uh, you know, so that they had for the Mishkan. And they weren't, they weren't much left to figure it out. Here, you need somebody so brilliant right, to be able to oversee this. How could they have that? People who are just so familiar with just dealing with cement and mud, right? They should be able to have the ability to deal with such fine work and, and, and such precision. So to tell you over here, I was the one that named that name. I put him in charge. I bestowed him with that chachma to be able to guide you how to be able to do that. And he is a he is a tremendous chacham that will have the understanding and the wisdom and to be able to understand the secret things behind the mishkan, what what and how exactly the kalim should be made and what what's hinted behind them and he has that chacham that was instilled inside him and therefore that's why the pasuk wound up stressing. That I was, uh, Hashem was Karl of shame that he was able to uh, give him that prayer that he, even though it was going against the odds of not being able to, uh, you know, to do that just by, by a natural sense. Now that's as far as our, the Batsal, who was the mastermind. But the Misa, you know, there were people that were building and doing all these different types of things. You know, where did they get it from? How did they do it? So this is a man. Picks up an hour pasha. That was Rabban Parsha Kisisa. And here the Rabban picks up the hour pasha. How did the people that were building the Mishkan, besides from the Tzal, but the, the, the people who were helping to build the Mishkan, how did they do it? So the Pasuk says, it's the famous Rabban. The Pasuk says, Every person that came with his uplifted heart, anyone whose, whose, whose spirit was motivated to give, they're the ones that brought the, the special materials and presents for the that we have to be done and for the big day that we have to make. Now what's this lashon of every single person that, that uplifted his heart it's, it seems like the people that brought the money for the Mishkan they uplifted their hearts and they also uh, you know, gave motive, motive, with motivation from their ruach, from their spirit. Right? Well, what's why? What's the plus expressing both the uplift of their hearts and they gave from the, with motivation? So the Rabban says it's talking about two different people. When it's talking about the people that gave for the Mishkan, that's the Nadvaruchai, like the plus says afterwards. When it's talking about the Nesalib, it's talking about other people. What is how does Rabban what does Rabban say? It was talking about talking about the people that would be working in the Mishkan, building the Mishkan, that's what it's talking about. It was the ones who donated, that was Ashanavaruchai. But the ones that were building, they were in the Salibai, they uplifted their hearts in order to build. Now why? What's the point of that? 
The people that were donating the money, they wouldn't find the concept of lifting up their hearts. So they gave it with like a motivation, with an excitement to give over. But so why were the people who had to build, they, for, for them it had to be with a Messiah slave, lifting up their heart? In order to be able to get them close to being able to do the Malacha. Just like Pitzal, in order to be able to give that Chachma, he needed to be Karbashem, Hashem, Pitzal, and Uri Benchua to be able to do that. So here, in order for the people that were going to have to build it with him, they have to be able to uplift their hearts to bring themselves close to the Malacha to be able to build the Mishka. They did, there was nobody who learned. They didn't go to, to a school, you know, to any type of uh, college or school or university or or to a craftsman to go learn these things. I mean, the plow was nobody there to be able to train them how to use their hands. They found out inside them that in their nature they were able to do it. Why? Because they realized that they were in a situation in the Midbar and the Mishkan had to be built. And they were the ones that were there, and nobody else was there to be able to build the Kalim, the Mishkan. So they, they knew that, it, that if there was a Tzibah and they were here, and they had to, had to be done. By Yidbali, by Bidaki Hashem, they lifted themselves up and, and for, for, for the Derech of Hashem to be able to fulfill the Hashem's Ratzai. Loveless name, Moshe Leimalai, to come in front of Moshe and be able to tell him, Ani Esakol Asher, Adoy Nimidaver. I'm going to tell anything you tell us to do. The Kvar and then the Rambam on this idea. So, in order for B'tzalel to be able to be with that Chachma, that came from being Kvar B'shem B'tzalel, but only the Rambam says, the Kvar Yisrael came to go ahead and to build a Mishkan. That needed a Nesiyah slave. They didn't know, they were, they were, like we said before, they were, they were just busy working with, with stones and bricks. They weren't familiar with all this fine type of work, but they realized the Mishkan had to be built. There was no choice. They stood up to it and they went and they, and they pulled ahead and they, and they found that they had inside them the Kayach to be able to do that because they realized when there's something that's needed by Ratz and Hashem, we don't ask questions how we're going to do it, what are we going to do. We get it done. We go further, we do it. And it's something which is put inside us, left inside us. You know, I once heard from, uh, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, Tu Bishvat time. Uh, there's a Tabakh Chachim Kalstad, his name is Rav Belenson. So he says, oh, often uh, by Tu Bishvat, what's the Pshat by Tu Bishvat that we make Tu Bishvat in the middle of the winter time when you look outside, the trees look bare, you know, they're, they're bare, they don't have anything on, there's no leaves, everything just looks, there's no fruits, there's no leaves. If you go out in the spring or in the summertime, you see beautiful green trees, fruits growing, everything there. That's the glory of the tree. So we should really celebrate Tu Bishvat, <coughs> the, the Chag <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we should really celebrate the Chag Yilonis in the middle of the spring, in the middle of the summer. Why? In the middle of Shvat, when, when, it's, when the trees are bare. So he says the difference is, is in the summertime and in the springtime, when the trees are so glorious, but they're and eventually they're on their way to withering off and falling down. The fruits are going to fall off and the leaves are going to come off and they're going to end their season. Whereas when, when the trees are, are, are all bare in the wintertime, they don't have anything showing their glory, but they're all sapped up and ready for a big season to produce fruits and <coughs> branches and fruits and, and all different types of beautiful trees at that point. And that's the Rosh Hashanah Lulana. This is that point showing you when, when everything is all prepared, ready to go. 
A person has to realize when HaKadosh Baruch creates us, each person has his situation, has his, his mission, his, his, uh, you know, his, his job that he has to be able to accomplish inside this world. And sometimes we get discouraged. How am I going to do it? What's going to be? The person knows if I was put into this situation, I have to find out and figure it out. I'm going to get there. I'm going to be able to do it. I, I used to, when, when I was in yeshiva, so <coughs> on, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, every other week, there'll be an alternating shmuz, a sikha, from on Tuesdays, Revolver would come, and then following on Wednesdays, Raya Finkel, that's how would come. And Revolver would come, so he would, he, I used to hear from him a few times, he said over the following idea. Now we know that when every single child is is his mother's womb and he's developing into a child. So he learns Kolotarakula with the Malach. And he's taught Kolotarakula. And when he comes out, the Malach is Satur, he gets the Satur of Spir, they make some type of a, of a, of a, 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 a hitting him by the mouth, and that causes a person to forget his tyrant. Some people say it's that little mark on the, on the, you know, above the, you know, under the nose, but whatever that is, that's true or not, I don't know. But the, 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 the idea that the, that the Satur is piv, that he gets hit over there and he forgets his taira, so then that, that, that we know. So what's the pshat in that? The question everybody will ask is like, if you're going to forget the taira anyways, what's the point of learning the taira? What's the point? So Volba said over then, I don't remember the shame who, he said, it's not pshat that you forget the taira and you don't remember it now consciously, but you were instilled with the color kula inside you and it's being locked inside you, and now that's your job through your lifetime to bring that Torah out from you as you go along. As you go along, as you learn the Torah more and more and more, and that's the way a person has to collect to be able to bring things out, and each inside, each and every yid is instilled inside him, just like that tree is sapped up and ready to go and to produce all those tremendous fruits, so too inside each and every one of us is it's all inside us. And that's our job during the year, during our lives, to be able to bring it out with the Torah that we learn and the, and the, and the Torah that we discuss, that it comes out from us as we go along. A person doesn't utilize that, <coughs> his, his kayaks, and he doesn't isn't able to bring out as much as he has inside his potential to bring out. But that's with anything that we have. Anything that we need to do. Well, we realize that it's a barrier that created the world. And he has certain things that he needs to be done according to the blueprint uh, of the world which he created, the Torah which he created that, that, that directs us what has to be done. And if we say, so how is it going to happen? The answer is, it has to happen. But if a person stands up to it, just like in the Mishkan, the people who had to build the Mishkan, they didn't know how they were going to do it, but they realized they're in the Mishkan and, and they, they had such a strong amun and, and clarity in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they realized this had to be done, we're going to stand up to it and somehow or another it's going to happen. Right? And, that's, and that's the attitude that a person has to be able to have not to be afraid to try, not to be discouraged. If we sometimes need to figure out what to get the help, we get the help. So if we push up, we'll see sometimes that if we try to maximize the kachis that we have, we'll find out that there's so much value that we have inside us. <coughs> so much quality and so much, so many important kachis that we have and, and, and that our job is to try to take them and bring it out into, into reality. So we should be able to give over to what the world needs in order to bring us to come to our shleimus, and we should as Hashem be able to come to that point of the Gula Shleima and Hayav Everyone should have a wonderful 
Shabbos and Kol.